The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. The, well... Sort of semi-shaven. <laughs> I'm letting it grow back out again. Uh, face is made for radio here. Uh, head over to sonslibertymedia.com. There's two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can watch that up until 3 p.m., at which time he'll go live in that area. And then on the right side is where we're streaming this morning. Just hit the, the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. And then there should be a little rumble icon in the bottom right. Just click on that. That will take you over to our channel there, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble, if you want to subscribe to that channel. And um, <clears throat> you can join in the chat over there. 
We're also streaming on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV on Roku. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. Um, you get one email from us a day. That's mine and Bradley's articles and our contributors as well. Uh, so be sure to sign up for that. And then also head over to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up for that email. It's only once a week. You learn understand what we're doing in the ministry uh, that week or what's coming up. And then uh, you get Bradley's article and whatever the special is that we're running out of our store, which this week we're highlighting the resistance to tyranny uh, is obedience to God t-shirts. We've got these in red and blue so, uh, small to triple X. If you get the double X or the triple X, add a couple of dollars on what it is, normally $20 um, this week through Saturday. You can save 10% when you use the promo code resist. Pretty simple, right? In the in the store. So check that out. You can get it again in red or blue. And it's through Saturday. Use the promo code resist and you'll save 10%. Additionally, if you want to help us out, we we need that. We don't do anything without your support. Uh, both on the internet, the radio, and out among the people. There's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. A couple of headlines before we bring our guest on this morning, sonsoflibertymedia.com. This is new from Bradley. While all eyes are on Elon Musk, Bill Gates is buying up America's farmland. Now, he's been doing that for a while, and while that's concerning that that comes in the hands of one man, what's even more concerning is, is the fact that a bunch of land in the United States is owned by foreigners, not Americans, foreigners. Okay. And it's a whole lot more than what Bill Gates has. But check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, this is what uh, Bradley's show was on uh, a little bit yesterday, I think, or yeah, I think it was yesterday uh, that he spoke a little bit about this on his show. <clears throat> also, sonsoflibertymedia.com, more bombshell criminal activity reported from Hunter Biden's laptop. When are the people going to hold the FBI, the Biden, uh, Biden and his cronies and all involved accountable? Well, I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, the FBI is a terrorist organization, uh, just like the Biden administration is a terrorist organization. And so I'm not expecting the corrupt to hold the corrupt accountable. This is why I stress people get involved with tacticalcivics.com. Learn your civic duty. Start establishing your common law grand jury in your county and your militia. You want to you are the solution. Stop looking to the red wave to save the day. Stop looking to your favorite politicians. And if we still have any Trump idolaters out there, stop worshiping Trump. He's not getting you out of this. He's continuing to plow you into it. Okay? You're being played if you're going along with that stuff. You're the solution. God has put it in your heart to be the solution. It's constitutional. We're the militia. We're the law enforcers. In fact, we're the only law enforcers other than the president listed in our constitution, okay? Um, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you want to know why you shouldn't trust self-appointed, bought-and-paid-for fact-checkers, check out the letter the Sons of Liberty's attorney just fired off to NewsGuard. Now, we've acquired Don Brown. We've had Don on the show for Extortion 17. Don was also involved in some of the litigation stuff that was going on during the 2020 election. So, he took it to these guys. You can read the entire letter. You can read what NewsGuard said about us. And since Don had inside you know, information on what was going on with the election, boy, he really used that against them in this letter. And uh, he's calling them to cease and desist or they're going to get a lawsuit slapped on them. Right? And, uh, and these guys, 
you know, their their organizer, Stephen Brill, he years ago, he was working with George Soros. So just like Donald Trump was, just like Epstein, just like all these people, birds of a feather flock together. That's what they do. Right. Also, SunCelebrityMedia.com. This is new from Corey Lynn. New controlled food system is now in place and they will stop at nothing to accelerate their control. This is why they're trying to. Uh, this is why these plants are burning. This is why the supply chain stuff is going on the way it's going on. They mean to starve us. They mean to use food against us. Okay. That's what they mean to do. And this is why we're having the preparedness courses as well, uh, which we're going to pick up again next week. Another series with their friend David Pruitt. Okay. Also, sonsalibrymedia.com. The NHS claims 5,115 people dead from COVID-1984. The UK government claims 160,000. <laughs> I wonder how many of those are due to the shot itself. Because uh, they haven't proved that, uh, you know, SARS-CoV-2 even exists. I wonder how many actually died from the shot or maybe even something else. Remember, they were doing motorcycle accidents and all that. Real quickly, if Ghislaine Maxwell got the same coverage as Johnny Depp, <laughs> Epstein's clients would be in jail already, right? Yeah, if they would cover things that actually mattered, uh, this is, boy, there's, and then this ties to, to Elon Musk, too. That's a, that's a weird thing, how all that's kind of coming together. And then finally, 10 political criminals who should be arrested, be on trial, and summarily executed if they're found guilty. Notice I said... They should be on trial, okay? I'm not saying you go run out in the street and just start executing people. They get due process, too. But, guys, there's got to be justice brought. And if there's not justice brought, you're going to lose your liberties. That's just the way it is, okay? So we've got to find a way to be the solution, just like I was talking about just a little bit ago. Now, we had last year on, and you guys may remember the story, out of uh, Australia that we had up. This was back in April of 2020. When this went on, has it been that long? I'm wondering if it's been that long. Since, uh, but uh, in any case, we had a guy who came out of his gym. This was during the lockdown there. He faced off two Victorian police officers and was citing for them the law. He was rebuking them in that way and correcting them. And uh, he was winning the day. Then he came out later and there was um, some stuff where he was confronting some of these cops on the street. And we brought him on the show. And he's a preacher, too. Uh, so he's a brother in the Lord, and he's got something going on where he's trying to help some people around the world. He's trying to help people around the world with equity. And some of you may remember I've talked about equity. Our, my friend David Pruitt is just like a master in it. He really is. And, um, you know, the Constitution says it's going to uphold the laws and equity. And so we even have it within our own Constitution. And most people go, you know, when we're talking about things like yesterday in the education system where they're trying to swap out equality and use the word equity. They're not the same thing, okay? They're not. And so uh, he's he's doing that now. And I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, live from Australia, our friend Nick Patterson, who is an MMA fighter, or at least former, and uh, he's also a preacher. It's good to see you again, brother. Oh, it's great to be back and, and joining you today. So thank you very much. Yeah. Now, look, you've got something going on. Uh, you Last time we were on, you did have a Peacekeepers um, website, uh, but this one's mm -hmm. called PeacemakerEquity.com. People can check that out, PeacemakerEquity.com. And I'm kind of wondering, uh, it, some of the things that you took on with the police and stuff, it's obvious that you knew your stuff to be able to come out and cite some of the things that you're citing. But then you were also 
using equity in the midst of that too. So it wasn't just, here's the letter of the law. There was some equity that went on about that. Can you tell people how you came to set this up and what your intentions are about peacemaker equity? Yeah, sure. So, so basically the way it came about, look, I, I had interactions with the police. Uh, I had two police come to my gym and I held my position. That became a viral video. Then I had 22 police turn up to my gym. I held my position and that became a viral video. Then I, then I had police attack me um, at, a, at, a, at a protest. Um, I, I had an interaction with about 100, 100 or more police officers surrounded me. It was, it was, the visual was insane. Um, and I, and I held my position there cause you know, I don't, I don't fear them because I know, I, I think it's helped that I was a professional fighter. I had, I had about 39 pro fights. Um, you know, I've been, I've done those sorts of things before that it, it, I'm not scared to engage with the police, especially when you know the subject matter better than they do. So I, I had that discussion with them. They ended up letting me go. Uh, and then as a small group of us were walking home, and we were told to leave. We did leave. We followed the direction from the from the police. Uh, we were assaulted by the police, and I've actually shared the the, the footage from their own body body worn cameras. Um, and it shows the police literally commit you know extreme crimes against human rights. Like they run across the road, they start belting up my mate for nothing. I've even got their recordings where they're literally saying, you know, that's Nick Patterson over there. Can we just go and grab him and things to that of that nature? So. I understand that the system is completely broken in, in, in this country. I would assume that a, a lot of it would be broken probably in, in your country. I know the UK is, is very similar. And it's like they're redefining common law as well. They're trying to make it, you know, well, we're going to redefine common law to be our specific version of common law, like how they redefine terms and, and um, words in, their, in, in different legal dictionaries and in different legislation or acts. They will have a different definition for a specific word. So. I, I I was operating my business. I never sh I never shut it down. I was even put in jail for twenty nine days for without without um, you know being able to provide any evidence to defend myself. Um, I still haven't been convicted of anything, uh, and I was um, I was treated so badly, um, but I knew I was right. So I just kept holding my position. And what this did by keeping my gym open, um, I was just attacked and vexatiously litigated by the police. And I realized um, that the law doesn't really protect me anymore. It doesn't protect people when there's when ignorance is a major factor. You know, and then like the Bible says, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge or ignorance. And those who reject, reject knowledge are, are rejected by God. So I went, well, this is the problem. We've got huge numbers of, of government officials, publicans, people that operate the public system. And I call the public system the, the system of Caesar. It's the system where they, um, you know, they... They, they invert the system. It's just unlike the, the biblical system, which is based on biblical principles where the, the, the people at the top are the greatest servants. It's the opposite way around where all of the people that are at the bottom are like the, the people like you and I and the people that are, that, that are the workers and we are made to, to, in, to uh, serve them. And their interests. So I just, I knew it was wrong. And I thought, how do we get out of this system? And then I had a chat with a friend, David Armstrong, who's, um, he started the Living Free Movement, which is an international group. Um, it's based in Australia at the moment, but there is a bit of growth in, in the US. And he's also um, one of the board members for um, Empower Movement, which I don't know if you've heard of Empower Movement. That's with a guy named Cal Washington. And um, he's a Canadian, a Canadian fellow. And, and we, we had this discussion where we just, we, we thought, how do we stay out of their system? Like, what do we do? 
uh, I, you know, so many people now, there's like a mass exodus in, in, in my country, in my state, of people just coming out of the system. And you can, um, it's recognisable by the amount of people homeschooling, homeschool groups now. So I've been homeschooling for years um, before the COVID ever, ever happened. And, and then, you know, we would have like eight people at a homeschool group. It was, there wasn't many people homeschooling. And now you get like 80 to 100 people. In a homeschool group, which shows you the difference is people that want to come out of the system. Problem is, unless there's a way to resolve disputes amongst the people that are in their private capacity, by default, it's going to end up in the public jurisdiction. And what I'm getting at is, you know, if we could set up a private association or a private school where we all by contract agree that we will, you know, operate a certain way. And, and these are our rules. This is our own little constitution. We're going to follow this, um, these particular, this criteria. This is how we're going to in, in conduct ourselves. But if we, if we have a dispute and we can't resolve the dispute, that forces our, our um, private association or private school or private church into the public realm, which then um, gives, gives the public officials and the public courts some jurisdiction over our private lives. So Nick, let me have- let me make sure that I'm understanding. Basically this is coming off of like what Paul says, he says that you sort these you're supposed to sort your disputes between one another within the church. You don't take it out and do it in front of unbelievers, right? Is, am I understanding that's where you're going at with this is to is to handle things yeah. within the family so to speak? Yeah, well it, it kind of um it's a, it's very very close to that. In that, um, you know, we don't want to be unequally yoked. And I mean, to be, to be yoked with in, in the public system is unequal. It's always unequal. That's the way it's been designed. So the idea is that we, um, you know, that we, um, and I'll give you another example, marriages, right? So if there's a, if there's a married couple who, um, let's just say, you know, they, they sign a, a you, you do prenuptials over there. We don't do those here, but you can do a contract after you're married. In this, uh, in this country, where you would both agree that you will waive um, any right to sue or litigate in any public court, and that you, we, they, the parties agree and appoint peacemaker equity to resolve their disputes using their arbitration process. Um, and what happens is they agree to these provisions, and then um, if there ever is a dispute, they use our court. It's very cheap. It's very fair. It's very quick and fast. Um, and they're not going to be plundered by the by the um, by the lawyers, and, and there's no need for a lawyer because we're not using um, legislation that requires a lawyer. You know, because really, what you're doing when you get engage a lawyer is generally you're they have a knowledge of the of the overly complicated public system. They understand that the ambiguous language. They understand you know all the procedures, but we don't have we don't have a complicated system. It's basically you write an affidavit and you and you fill out an application. And, and, and a brief description of what's happened, uh, an affidavit, the relief sought. Uh, then we, we send the affidavit to the other party. They've got to then um, rebut point for point and, and we deal with what's left over. And, we just, we, and it's fair and it's easy. And the, the spirit behind it is we want the people to reconcile. We want to, we want to get people to, to come to an agreement where they don't hate each other that they're not in conflict with each other because the public system really is, it's set up in a way. And this is, I know in Australia and I know somewhat in the U S as well, because uh, I have a lot of friends over there that are, that are, um, you know, they're pursuing, you know, different, you know, different things in the courts and they're, and they're not getting 
what's equitable and fair. And I, when I say equity, I'm not talking about like the, the court of chancery equity. I'm not talking about any other definition of equity other than the biblical equity, what's equitable according to the Bible. Because by having a private court, you can, by contract or agreement, agree to appoint that private court to, to judge over your matters. And I'll give you an example. Judge Judy, you've heard of Judge Judy, yeah? Yep. Judge Judy was a private arbitration that the, the parties agreed um, in a binding contract to allow Judge Judy to um, to to basically, you know, make a determination. Yeah, they used to say that right at the beginning of the show, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, and every every legal specialist, every um, every lawyer, barrister I've spoken to has said, "What you're doing it works, and there's power in it." And they've confirmed that it's the right way to go. And it's so easy. Now, I'll, can I just share screen um, something with you? A couple or a couple of things? Yeah, let me t let me turn so, that on for you so you can do that. I should have asked you about that before. All right, you're good to go. All right, so if I go, let me see. So let me see. That's no, that's not it. Where am I? I'm just trying to work it out. And just so okay. people understand, we are talking to when you use some of the language, the people are not going to quite understand what's going on. And this happens to me when I'm learning some of this too is the whole private versus public things. There are private documents yeah. that you can submit and a judge will never see it because it's a it's considered a private document. You have to do certain things to make it public. Um, the same thing works here in what you're talking about, about are you going to go into that system and let those guys judge you or are you going to have something private where you can do this kind of thing, uh, which, is, which is quite different. And uh, I, my understanding too is when you go into court, there's actual money that's tied to that. In other words, there's bets. There's basically bets that's being placed on you. When you go into a court, they're betting against you like you're going to lose. That's why the best thing to do is to not go into court if at all possible. Yeah. yeah. Now, in, in the U.S., do you have a lot of issues with the, with the family courts? and the? Um, like oh, yeah. They're courts? crooked as a dog's hind leg. Yep. That's this, exactly the same here. It's the same in the U.K. They, they seem to be like the, just the, the pit of hell. Um, as far as you know, what's just and fair, they they just don't have any, and, I, and I've seen so many broken families. So one of the things we did is we created, um, you know, um, a, like a relationship clause, right? So, um, so I'll load this up and I'll show you. And basically, what it is, it's a um, you you fill out the details. You know, if you're married, next. You know, do you have children? Maybe yet you do, and you you go through. You put your details in there. Next, next, next. And what it does is it sends you a copy of the. Um, it sends you. A, it will send you a copy of the. Um, where where is it here? <clears throat> of the marriage agreement, and this this is like an example of what the marriage agreement would be. This agreement is entered into on the twenty eighth day of the fourth month of the year two thousand and twenty two. By in between, and I've just put oh, these are not you know these these are just made up names. John Johnson. I put the the address there. Date of birth. Same thing here. I haven't put a postcode in because that can be put you into that public jurisdiction. So we've just written. Yep, care and I noticed, I noticed that you're using the care of on your street address too, which I do. And um, so if a dispute arises between the parties, their children, or any dependents in their care, whether the nature of the dispute is moral, medical, financial, educational, or custodial, the parties agree to resolve their disputes by private arbitration administered by Peacemaker Equity under its arbitration rules. Now, the arbitration rules are not like other arbitration rules from other private arbitration groups. They're not 150 pages long. 
I've condensed it and made it really simple. I've removed all of the, I've basically de-engineered what other private arbitrations are doing to make it simple so that anybody can, can understand it and comprehend it. And I've removed all the ambiguous language to make it really clear. And I use the, the definitions I use for the words are what's in your standard dictionary. So there's no legalese in here. The parties agree to keep the essence, character, and nature of their disputes private, which what that means is that they, they're not going to share any, any of this, their, their, the nature or character of their disputes. Um, they're not going to share that with the public officials in any capacity. Okay, they've agreed to that. Now, they can agree, if they both agree to share it publicly, that's something different. They can go, they can both agree, you know what, we've made this contract, but we can still, by agreement, you know, choose to both go and, um, and use the public courts if we, if we both come to that agreement or determination. So, <clears throat> they, uh, and they agree to waive their right to sue or litigate in any public court or engage any other public officials, administrators, or services in relation to their disputes. So this is the key, right? So they're making that declaration, um, and and ba- and it's signed by both parties. And there's two witnesses, right? So we're following that biblical principle of two witnesses. Yep. And they're agreeing that they're not going to use the public services to resolve their disputes. They're not going to hand that over. They're going to manage their own affairs, and they're going to, if they do have a dispute they can't resolve, they're going to use peacemaker equity to resolve that dispute for them. And, and we can make a binding arbitration because that's part of the peacemaker equity um, rules. And they've got their, they've agreed to the, the, the arbitration rules. And um, they've also agreed not to share any, any, any of the um, details of their, of their dispute in the public domain. Okay. And that's what this part, this part's, you know, very clear that the parties agree to keep the essence, character, and nature of their disputes private. They don't want, because it, it's almost like a, um, uh, a non-disclosure uh, where you're basically saying, well, I can't share any of the details of my private disputes with, with you or, or anything to do with my private, my private life because I've agreed, um, I, I actually have a binding agreement between my wife um, and that we won't share that information. And then we put in here, you know, the parties agree to mediate and negotiate for 30 days. So that's the following the biblical principle of if your brother, um, you know, if he, if he, you know, trespasses against, against you, go and, and you got to go and communicate with them directly. Right? Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, I, I see Matthew 18 coming in there into play. And just so people understand the non-disclosure usually, uh, when we, when we hear it or we read about it in the news, it's really to keep somebody quiet about a crime somebody's committing. That's a whole different thing than what you're talking about. You're talking about the fact that there's a wound that's happened, okay? And we're trying to heal that wound, so we want to protect the wound. We don't want to expose it. Um, and that's what's going on when you're when you're reconciling this with, with two people. Let me ask you this. Is this intended only for people who are around you there in the Victoria, Melbourne, Australia area yeah. and all that? Or is this, can you guys work with people throughout the world? Anywhere. Anyway, we're, we're setting up at, with, with a group in the Czech Republic. They want to set it up. There's a group in New Zealand that want to set this up as well. And it's um, it, because it's, it's, the, it's a private agreement. So you're agreeing to the biblical, the biblical equity, the, the rules of biblical equity, basically. So what's equitable according to the Bible? You're agreeing to that. So that becomes the law now in relation to private disputes. So there's no reason for the public officials to get involved. If the public say say the other party said, you know what, I I don't I don't I'm not going to want this. I'm going to take you to, to the to the public court. They take you to court. The other party, all they need to do is 
say, Your Honour, I have a um, binding contract here, or I have a I have a private agreement here, or whatever it is, depending on what situation you're in, because it might be a it might be a, a you know a, a, a general clause that because there's a general clause on there for businesses as well that's for free. They can just download it and put it into their contracts. But, you know, they just have to say, Your Honour, we have a binding contract or we have a binding agreement um, and we're meant to be, um, you know, having a mediation with Peacemaker Equity and then, or we're meant to have, we're meant to be in, in an arbitration with Peacemaker Equity. We're not meant to actually be here. This is a breach of our contract. And according to the law, the, uh, the judge would be compelled to uh, agree and say, yes, this is out of my jurisdiction. Now, I'm not saying that that will always happen because the, the courts can be incredibly corrupt, um, as we know. Uh, but <clears throat> I think in most cases, if, you have, if, you've got a, if you've got a binding agreement and, and you have a way to resolve your disputes and you haven't, you haven't utilised um, you, know, the, um, you know, the peacemaker equity process, but you've agreed to it, well, that is a breach of contract. And that's your protection. And and by sharing the nature, character, and essence of your dispute with the public courts is also a breach of this um, of this this contract or this this um, this this technically wouldn't be a contract, but uh, it, it doesn't have everything needed for a contract. This would be an agreement. Uh, then there's a provision in here that you know they can. If they enter the agreement, they have seven seven days to basically notify us if they don't want to be, you know, like a seven day cooling off period, and they sign it. And this is so simple. This is so simple. I don't want to ever be in the public public courts in relation to any dispute with my wife, children, or any dependents in my care, whether it's financial, custodial, educational, medical. I don't want to be in that situation. So I sign this, and I don't. I won't ever be in that situation. There's no way that they're going to be able to lawfully compel me to divulge this information with the, in the public courts or with the public officials or to, um, to, to make a judgment uh, when we haven't been through the peacemaker equity arbitration process first. And that's a binding arbitration. They're bound to, to the outcome of that process, which basically the way it works is we have, um, we have a, um, you know, you could a 30 day period where they've got a, They've got to negotiate between between each other, okay. And we we encourage them to um, to apply those biblical principles, reconciling with your brother, um, you know. And after that, they have a, they have to have a mediation session. Then and then there's an arbitration, a binding arbitration with three arbitrators. They can appeal to a jury of twelve after that, and that's it. That's the process that they have. Um, and it's it's a, it doesn't really um, favour anyone that has a, a lawyer because um, lawyers, um, they're paid the money they're paid for a reason. It's because they know, they understand the loopholes and they understand the, the complexities of the public system. This is a really simple system. It's a very fair uh, and ideally we want an outcome where both parties reconcile and we want to um, appeal to their good nature and their good character. So if somebody is found to be doing the wrong thing and we can clearly see it, we want to basically ask them, do you feel, do you, do you believe that that's, that that's the right thing to do. How would you feel if the other party did the same thing to you? And if we can get them to acknowledge that, yeah, okay, well, it, it, it was wrong, um, and I and I, I am sorry about that. Then you say you, you give them, you know, you, you give them a bit of props for that. You say, look, that's that's honourable that you admit that, acknowledge that. Uh, and in that spirit, we want to we want to build on that that honourable spirit, and we want them to 
to um, be able to come to some sort of a, because you don't want them holding grudges. You want the people to come together and uh, basically we're going to be like ministers administering Absolutely. equity to so that they can go, you know what, I have, I made a mistake. I did the wrong thing and um, I don't want to lose my friend. I don't want to lose this relationship. Uh, I don't want to lose my own honour. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna concede this, and then, and then maybe they can't look. I can't pay you the the money I owe you. Maybe it's a business dispute, whatever it is. And and um, you know, the other party, we, you know, they might say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'll, I'll forgive that part portion of the debt, the part you can't pay. Um, you know, and, and if we can get people coming to those those decisions themselves, especially in a mediation. That is what we want because the human spirit, the spirit of the, the man and the woman or the, or the parties is more important than, than the, um, the letter of the law. So it's about the spirit of the law. Uh, we, I set up a, a private arbitration course as well online. It's a six-week course in which we, we train the, our, our arbitrators to understand those biblical principles. And all the people that sign and agree to the to the um, arbitration process with Peacemaker Equity have agreed to those biblical principles. And it's not going to cost them huge amounts of money going through the public courts because basically the, the public courts want to keep you in conflict. They want the parties fighting against each other. They want, they want husbands and wives and, and partners and in business and everything. They want them in conflict so that they can plunder their estates. That's right. With... So we've just found a, a really simple way to remove people from from um, from the public from the public system. No, no. And, and let me let me yeah. let me ask something about that <clears throat> because you know I'm I'm learning very slowly some of this stuff, and uh, I I did learn that equity really has a tie with righteous. What is righteous? What should be done is what or what yeah what should be done is what is to be done so to speak yeah. and you were getting on that just a minute ago and i think there's a level in which the gospel takes place because you're getting people to confess their sins against one another that's what matthew 18 is about that you know if your brother has sinned against you you go to him you're you're not going blab it all over the the news and out on social media you go to him and this is a protection issue for the people involved because as soon as you do that what do you what do you end up doing that it, it ends up becoming gossip, and you're not only dividing your, yourself between your brother who sinned against you, now you're drawing everybody else in to choose sides too, and that's that's hugely problematic. So I think this this is a great thing. This is what the church should, should be. It's what it used to do a long time ago. The churches that I've been in, it is what they do. Um, well, you've got, you know, as you would that men should do to you, do you also yep. to them Wise. That's a simple thing. If you're in a dispute, why wouldn't you raise it up and say, raise that 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 Bible verse and say, you know, how would you like to be treated? Would you would you be would you be happy if somebody treated you like that? That's if you can if you can confirm something that was, or you know, like the parties agree that yeah, okay, look, I I I did I did do that. I, I did yeah, I am I am guilty of that. Well, how would you feel if someone did that to you? You know, how would you feel about that? And ask them and get them to get them to to express that. So they've got to answer. By answering that question, they're then testifying against themselves. But it's not to incriminate them and to and to and, and to bring justice. It's actually to bring more mercy because you want to go, okay, That's right. so you've admitted it. They've claimed made that claim and you've also you've confessed to it. Well, you know what? That shows some honor and integrity. That shows good the good there's some good nature in you. And we want to appeal to that and we want you to um to to reconcile with your, you know, with your brother. Or your sister, we want you to reconcile. We don't want your relationship to be destroyed. We all make mistakes. 
you know, and, and there is an obligation here for the parties to forgive each other. Just like Jesus said, you know, if um, you know, if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. We want to we want to get people going back to what the truth is and what's fair and equitable. And equity is is the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. The letter of the law kills; the spirit gives life, and we want people to go back to that. So it's a community service where we're not. It's not a business set up to to be a big, you know, to, to make huge amounts of money. We just have to cover our costs. And have a little bit to sustain, you know, um, our our future endeavors, um, but but it's fair. It's a fair amount of money. It's all listed in there, like what what we charge, and you'd see it's incredibly cheap for for a um, for even a private arbitration. And and by doing this, we're going to help a lot of people to um, apply biblical principles and not hold grudges, which which destroys their spirit that holds them in that in those spiritual valleys. We want them to let go of those those grudges we want them to forgive and let go and that spirit is actually much more powerful because that's the spirit of love and that's what the actual law is based on that is the principle or root cause of of the law is love love thy neighbor and love god on this you know hangs all the law and the prophets so everything hangs off that of that original principle of love so we want to go to that rather than hate conflict and animosity which is what the public court system um operates in but that's what they promote and 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 I mean, obviously, there's some there's some judges out there that are good. I'm sure there are. There's some lawyers that are good. I, I know of some. But the system itself, it doesn't reward or encourage people to be equitable and fair and just according to what's biblically prescribed. It doesn't. It doesn't support that. It actually it works against that. You know, it's. So anyway, we don't want people to be unequally yoked in this, but we want to um, we want to help them to find a way to resolve their concerns and make uh, make them better people by going through the process so it's more of a ministry it's a ministry-based court uh, that's legally and lawfully binding on their person yeah yeah i i see that i see that now let me ask you this um people cannot use this if they get in a situation kind of like what you were in with the police and stuff they can't they can't use that this is for this is for private uh, dealings it's not for whatever happens out in the public i just want to make sure that people understand that that that's what's yeah. going on uh in in what we're talking about yeah so you could have you so uh, the, the application for this could be really complicated it could be very simple it could be my wife and i we, we we've signed this agreement so we're not going to ever use public courts and public officials to resolve our disputes we have another organization that can do that and it's much cheaper and much more effective and it's not going to um, diminish my character my spirit my life it could be a, an organization, a business that you are, operates in the private. Even if they operate in the public, they can still all agree to, to resolve their disputes um, privately in this manner. If they just have all signed to an agreement, they just copy and paste the, um, the general clause, which I have, I have, it's up there for free, the general clause, and they put it into, a, into their contracts or into their agreements. It could be a, a private partnership private agreement it could be a private school that's set up it could be a homeschool group it could be a church that's set up and the church everyone in the church says we, we won't use the public courts if there's a dispute or any problems that, that arise within our organization we will use uh, and appoint peacemaker equity we've had a number of organizations that have um, biblical values and they're quite big organizations that have already um, you know put in their terms and conditions uh, that that general clause from um from from our website, so the the idea is to get as many like minded people that that have the I, I'm going to say that have the intellect to see the value of this, 
um, to put this into their into their contracts and their agreements and their partnerships and in their relationships so that they can um, they they don't they're not going to be brought into that public court system which is only there to deprive people of their liberty and um, and what what we'll probably find I, I believe is that when we do have disputes to resolve we're going to be dealing with people that have a bit more honor generally anyway than than those who who wouldn't be using our or don't want to use our our services just because people that would would see the merit in using peacemaker equity see the merit of well i want to be i want some justice and fairness and they recognize that there's not not really any justice or fairness in the courts it, it's all about who's got the most money um who can who can pay the best lawyer to exploit the best loopholes because i know in the us there's about 70 million acts that have been created now that's the whole of the country all the different states but even if you had a thousand acts you know statutes that you were you were um, obliged to, um, obligated to follow. How could you possibly know a thousand different statutes? Yeah, you when, can't. Especially when the statute, you can't. It's impossible. And and the maxim of law is, you know, the law does not compel impossibilities or impossible feats. You know, yet there's another maxim of law that says ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, how can it? Well, it is an excuse when you've made so many laws that it's impossible for me to 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 be able to understand. Amen. It. Amen. That's right. That's right. So, we're just going back to what's fair and reasonable, and that's that's the the substance of the peacemaker equity court. And obviously, it's called peacemaker because blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. And the peacemaking, and as opposed to peacekeeping, a peacemaker is someone that makes peace within themselves first, because the thought precedes the action. That has to, you have to be at peace here. If you're not at peace inside, well, that's where the kingdom of God is. Well, that, you can't yeah. be in the kingdom. Of God. Yeah, and then and that's what that's what repentance is. It is a change of mind. I mean, that's what yes. the word means. It means a change of mind. And so you can't. You're exactly right. Uh, there was there was a guy who used to use the term. He says we we have uh, orthodoxy. That's what's in our mind, so that we have orthopraxy, right practice. A right doctrine mm -hmm. leads to right practice, and or at least that's that's how it should be. And so I see exactly what you're saying. I'm sure there would be a lot of people who would benefit this. I see this as a means of discipleship. Um, doing what you said right there. This is discipling the nations. Uh, you might even deal with people who are not Christians and say, look, this is what the Bible teaches of how we're to deal with things. And you guys, you know, this is what this is what we're going to do. And who knows? I I'm assuming there's going to be some people that go, boy, this process was a whole lot more, I don't want to say enjoy. It's never enjoyable to have to to, rec to do that kind of reconciliation, the process anyway. But it is enjoyable after because the goal is that these people are not, you know, at each other's throats, but they they still love one another, but they reconcile whatever the difference is that they have. I, at least I see that as a as a means of discipleship that you've got going on there. Yeah, it's ministry. It really is ministry, and everything should be ministry. Everything we do, we should be administering yep, our amen. gifts and our ability by letting our light so shine. So the idea is to to we, we've I, look. I'm doing a course at the moment where I'm training up all of these arbitrators. Um, to understand those specific Bible verses that really are powerful ones to use and apply when they're um, engaging in, in with, whether it's a mediation or an arbitration, um, to help people to um, to be able to express what's fair and equitable. We want them to acknowledge that, yeah, that is fair or that is unfair. And also, we're in agreement then that that is unfair. Okay, so you agree. Well, for that reason, we, you know, we might, you know, we might come up with some very, very um, out there, ambiguous um, um, judgment or, you know, that, that might, 
not even have anything to do with money or anything. It might not have anything to do with money. It's about getting the people back together and making things right. And that's what it's about. And that, that doesn't exist in the public courts. Uh, and I know it doesn't. I got put in jail for because, you know, police, uh, a number of police officers wrote false statements saying that I assaulted the police, but they, the statements were false because the police ran across the road and assaulted me. And it's had millions of views, the, these, these videos that I've shared, um, where I show their own body cam footage, you know, um, at, at play where they're actually punching up my mate and we go in to defend him. But that's all omitted from their statements. And they were able to put me in jail for, for 29 days. And, and if I didn't get bail, they would have kept me in there. I'd still be in jail, probably three years before it goes to trial. Um, I don't get the opportunity in the system to present my evidence to defend myself until it goes to trial. So there's just things that are just completely wrong. They're so wrong in this system. And, and you know, like people say, you know, I, I often hear it in, in different law groups. They say, oh, you know, our, our laws are based on the Bible. Once upon a time they were, but they're not anymore. They, they've got full-term abortion in the state of Victoria. It's, soon it's going to be the whole of the country. We have, um, I know I was watching, um, I was watching um, a video from, from California where they're talking about post-birth abortions. Oh, yeah, Maryland yeah. too. Yeah, exactly, right? So, we've, so that is completely unbiblical to create laws that, and they're going to, these are binding laws when you've got laws that, you know, we've got what's called the conversion therapy bill here. So if someone claims to be a, or believes they're a transgender, if, you, you know, it, people that work, work in the churches or in the schools, they're not allowed to, to convert them back to, to thinking, um, you know, to, to, they can't convert them back to sanity by telling them, hey, look, you're actually a boy, you're not a girl, or you're actually a girl, not a boy. Like if, that could be criminal. You can go to jail for that now. These laws are insane and they are crazy. But if all the parties agree, we're not going to use those courts in our, in our school that we set up or, you know, if it's a private school or even if it's not, if we all agree, if, if just any group of people agree that we are going to operate, we're going to resolve our disputes in this way, that then removes the state from from their disputes and, and the state you know the state has its own religion now um and it's a status religion where they they claim to be god because they can create laws in their mind that are in direct conflict with god's law and there is only one law and that's the law that that god wrote on Amen. our hearts which is the conscience and we all have it and that's the root cause and stem of of all law but what they want to do is they want to go in direct conflict with that, and that obviously is is a, a satanic agenda. Amen. Amen. Yeah, one of the things that we that we have, um, and some people may not be familiar with it, but at least this is how it's supposed to operate. Is that's that's a lot of how a Presbyterian government is supposed to work. Instead of a hierarchy like uh, like Rome has, where it goes up to one person, it actually goes out this way. You have more people, and when you're dealing with churches. Uh, they're dealt with in a session. If you've got a, a person, you know, within the congregation, you're dealing with them in that in that local congregation or that assembly. But then, if you, it, what if you have a problem with one of your elders, one of, one of the teachers, or whatever like that? Well, you obviously can take it to the church there, but you also have the capacity to keep it within the family by going to a session or you know a, a greater number uh, up into a general session of of men who can come in, and hopefully it's not an issue of you know people showing favoritism, but they can come in and say, okay, here's the principles that Scripture gives us, what's going on here, and lay that out, and you have the same kind of thing uh, that's taking place there. So it, I, I totally agree. It's biblical. This is this is, and I think this is good, Nick, because <clears throat> this lays out to people: look, just because 
God's law is firm and it addresses certain things and there are punishments that are laid out for, for violations doesn't mean there isn't any mercy. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we should just, in fact, we should be those who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. We should be those who are first and foremost aware of what it is to break God's law. And so therefore we should have compassion for those people that we're trying to help in these kinds of situations. I just, I see this as a great thing. I, I really see this as a great thing that you can teach people, look, you know, there are people running around saying the Bible's irrelevant, it's ancient, it's outdated, blah, blah. No, it's not. It applies because men hasn't men haven't changed. They found new ways to sin, but they still commit yeah. the same old sins uh, when you really break them down. And this is a great way, I think, to teach them and then to point them when you show them how they can reconcile together as to how they can be reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus. Well, it's interesting. Um, so um, Cal Washington, who, you know, he's... Um, yeah, he, he's the founder of Empower Movement, which is it's it's a it's a unincorporated um, tax immune church. Um, it's not registered with the government, but they they do um, like notices of liability and and things of that nature. Well, he was at a, a particular forum, public forum, and he he asked the people in there who's got an opinion on the Bible, and most of the people put their hand up. Yep, we've got an opinion on the Bible. Uh, then he said, "All right, if you've actually read the Bible, I want you to put your hand down." And only a very small amount of the people put their hand, hand down. And he said to the rest of them, everybody else that has their hand up, you have somebody else's um, opinion. It's not your own. And that's the problem, the, the ignorance there. And, and people, you know, it's been marketed that way. You know, people think, you know, that don't know the Bible and haven't, haven't been, you know, brought to Christ because, you know, no man comes to, the, to Christ save the Father first draws him, right? And, and Jesus actually said, they said, no man comes to me, so the Father first draws him. Those that haven't been drawn, they, they believe from, from the mainstream media, you, you know, you become a Ned Flanders. You know, that's what happens if you're a, if you're a Bible-believing Christian. You're soft. They believe you become soft. There's nothing soft about being a Christian. Amen. You know, it, it, that's right. you have to be very strong and you have to be strong inside and, and that, that expresses on the outside because if you're weak on the inside, you can have the hardest exterior um, but it's all because you, that's the outward appearance. We're not meant to judge on the outward appearance. We, you know, and we, if we don't have we don't have strong character, a lot of the time people do put on this outward appearance. And I, I've seen that through this whole this whole COVID scenario where people were who I thought would never never agree with this kind of tyranny in Victoria and in other parts of the world like Canada. Um, you know, and, and and then they've just gone along with it. I thought, how could you do that? I thought you had more character, and more. And then people that I I didn't think had the quality of character because I just I was looking on the outward appearance, and then I went, wow, they're very they're very staunch on this position. They are not going along with the lie. So I I learned not I learned that principle from my own experience that I was judging on the outward appearance. I was putting too much into what I was seeing being expressed on the outward in the persona. I was being a respect of the persons in my judgment. But I, and I realized I can't, I can't judge that. I, I, I'm not using discernment properly because a lot of the people, actually I saw, I've seen a lot of Muslim people who have been, um, you know, from the Middle East who have just stood up to, to the yep. tyranny in, in uh, like, this is, this is incredible. Like how yep. could I, you know, I, and I realized I should never judge on the outward appearance just because someone is from there or someone's from here. You don't know what they are inside, yeah. okay, until these, these kinds of situations happen. We until the, the wheat and the tears grow together and then we start to see 
which one is wheat and which one is which which ones are the tares. That's true. That's true. You know, Nick, I'm I'm thinking of Peter. You know, Peter says, "I'll, I'll die for you, Lord." I'll, you know, he's got the tough exterior. You know, he's the the rugged yeah. fisherman, and then when he's given opportunity to take a stand. A little girl scares him off. Oh, I saw you with him. You sound just like him. This guy follows him. I don't know that guy. I don't. He's he's out to save his skin immediately. Um, and you know we we see that we see that a lot. You know, and I I confess I go back and I examine myself. What if these things happen to me? Uh, what were what stands have I taken? Now I've done some things. Yes, um, as far as as taking stands, not just saying it, but doing it out in the other. But Again, if it's not in our heart to do that, to, to resist that, you were making mention of these many laws. And I think it was William Penn who said, if you don't follow God's Ten Commandments, you'll follow man's 10,000 commandments. And that's that's the problem that we've gotten ourselves into. We've not been self-governed by the, the Spirit of God. And so, therefore, we, we're turned over to the, quote-unquote, tormentors, if you will, uh, to, to torment us. I mean, that's what we're facing right now. And so we've got to be those who get a handle on that and become more than conquerors, as the Bible says, through him who loved us. I, I love what you got you got here. Do you want to tell people real quickly? We got about two minutes or so, and I want to give you time to kind oh. of promote your YouTube and your and your page here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's um um www.peacemakerequity.com. Uh, and I've also got one other group called it's part of a living free movement. I'd like to just um just show you guys that. And basically, the Living Free Movement is just a. Um, we've set up a. Oh, where is it? Um, we, we've set up a, a website where we. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, where we've got. Um, it's a. It's an online platform that people can join, and it's got. Um, it's got content. It's got templates, all different legal documents that you could use, demand notices. Um, you know, writ of habeas corpus. How to do. How to do these things. It's got a le- all the legal dictionaries in there. It's all accessible from this platform, um, and then we do we do webinars every every week um, explaining um, different processes. And we get people from you know even from around the world um, that are specialists in whether it be tax, trust law, human rights to teach the people in these in depth webinars and Q and A sessions so people can learn. And basically, what we're trying to do is arm people with the knowledge because knowledge is power to defend their their rights and to be confident to take a firm position, knowing that they've actually done their due diligence to learn um, uh, what the law actually is, what their rights are, and what the conscience um, prescribes and how to defend and how to reconcile those that maybe if there's some differences between it. But this is how we're trying to build people up. This is um, this is a living free community. And if you can just you can find the lawful me component is www.lawful.me. Um, and it's not it's not specific to um, to to Australia at all um, because I mean we're using a lot of the the US the US stuff as well and, and cases. Yep. It's just understanding the 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 basic principles and then you, you've got to because different states in Australia are different to other states as well. So. Nick- Nick, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning at 6 a.m., Lord willing. Don't forget, check out Nick's uh, website, peacemakerequity.com, and also John 8 on YouTube. See ya.